This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back to the midweek show where we start with cats trying to kill people. She's a calm cat. Give me the cat. Give me the cat. Oh dear heavens. Oh dear heavens. Why? Why is this how we start the show? The cat. Oh, goodness. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the midweek show. If that wasn't exciting enough for you, this weekend is Super Bowl 55. And this game deserves this big game deserves a big prize, not just some tro- trophy. My kid's here for the the ad read this week, so she's just going to learn about about uh, capitalism, folks. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sponsor of Super Bowl Fifty Five, is up to fifty five million dollars in total prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction poll pool. I can't pronounce things. How's that for big? All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like enter questions like who will score first, and boom, get ready to make it rain. There are no questions about if a cat will eat something with the DraftKings stuff while a child chases it around the room. DraftKings has bet out over seven... Oh, dear heavens. DraftKings is going to drop us for this. They're going to drop us because a little girl is chasing around a cat while we do the ad read. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a big thing or two about big paydays. Here's how it goes, folks. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings. The cat is too excited for it and cannot wait to do it. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Again, THPN is the promo code. It is much easier than trying to hold a cat. All right. So the soda of the week this week is peanut butter and jelly soda. I will admit, folks, this is the one I have not been looking forward to. Alexia is not happy about what's going to happen here. That's just what it is. Um, I'm trying to make sure we've got this this show shared right now on the different Blue Jackets Facebook groups out there. Oh, dear heavens, why is it not opening? Is this like an actual twist challenge here? What is going on? Where's my bottle opener? I thought I did. We have a blue jackets bottle opener somehow, somewhere. Not sure where. There it is. Oh, there it is. I found it. I found the bottle opener. Here we go. Let's let's see. Make sure we can share the show to people. 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 People need people. No, the, why are you making faces at the camera? <laughs> what you're seeing right now is delayed. What are I you know. doing? I know. It's what, it, what is... I'm oh. not doing it right now. Oh. <laughs> so if anybody else has a 10-year-old girl, there's something you know. And it's that they make you tired. They make you tired all the time. Like the cats make the child tired. 
Why is this not opening? Oh my goodness. This is the worst show we've ever done. This is the worst show we've ever done. I've... Oh, goodness. All right. Bad no more. <laughs> Open up, you stupid soda. We almost got it. Getting there, and oh my goodness, how? <laughs> there we go. All right. We did it. It doesn't smell bad. Give give it a smell. Give it a smell. It smells like poisonous cabbage. That doesn't smell like poisonous cabbage. What's wrong with you, child? <laughs> it smells like poisonous cabbage. It doesn't smell anything like poisonous it cabbage. It smells like poisonous cabbage. Oh, dear heavens. No, cat, don't step on those important papers. This is, this is my life, folks. This is what happens. Everybody's like, oh, he's got a podcast. I'm sure everything is going great for him. Because obviously all lost podcasters just have huge... Luxurious lifestyles. <laughs> All right, let's try the peanut butter and jelly soda. Oh, that is not good. Oh, what is that? <laughs> I got to give that another tra- taste. Ah, that isn't good. That isn't good at all. Ah. I give that a bad review. Oh. That review is zero stars. Oh, that is not good. So, you know how, like, if you drink, like, grape soda or you eat, like, certain kinds of candy, like, you can taste the color purple, like, the way they make it in candy? It's got that flavor. And not in a good way. It's got that flavor mixed with some peanut butter. Yeah, which kind of just sits to the sides of your tongue. And all together, it is horrid. That is an awful, awful flavor. I told you, poisoned cabbage. That is an awful flavor. Poisoned cabbage. That's the official <laughs> review from Jacket's Debrief. Peanut butter and jelly soda tastes like poisoned cabbage. All right, here's our little rules trivia questions of the week. There's another cat. Please don't pick that cat up. We don't have time. We don't have time for this. Oh, my goodness. All right, continue. In a regular season game, if regulation time ends four on four, how many players will be on the ice when overtime starts? Um, Overtime would start with three on three, although I don't know how if this was written before they changed the rules. What is the diameter and height of an official hockey puck? Um, something? Numbers? That's not good. That's not a good answer. <laughs> the diameter of a hockey puck is three inches, and the height is one inch. Oh, little toothless bites. You, this cat doesn't have teeth. I think you all remember. All right. All right. That's it for the questions tonight. She's a very killer cat, though. That's it for our questions tonight. Get these cats out of here. I'm going to talk hockey with the fine people. Thank you for joining me. Do you want to take this soda with you? No. Oh, you don't want this? No. It's so good. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have mommy try it. She she knows, too. The other night when we did this show, my wife was like, I can tell if the soda you drink is something you guys like because if you like it, 
nobody offers me any and i just yeah, so i don't get to try the good ones but if it's bad everybody's like "Ooh, try this because that's what we do so <laughs> all right folks here we go into the game down into it um you know what first we had some fun so let's hear a word from our friends with the hockey podcast uh network here uh and then we'll come back to the rest of the show from there calling all jets fans and food calling all jets fans and foodies what's going on guys i'm brandon rewicki the host of skates and plates on the hockey podcast network look if you love jets hockey this is the place for you in-depth breakdowns from every game a deep dive into the big plays and moments from winnipeg season and all the jets talk you will not find anywhere else we got it for you on skates and plates plus if you love carbs and everything tasty we jump into the world of food as well once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, Jets, food, drink, everything good in life. It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right. Uh, I'm going to start today a little different. Normally, I jump right into the Blue Jackets. There's a lot of Blue Jackets stuff to talk about. But I feel like I've got to talk about something else today. Um, so in the last few days, we have now got where we have uh, COVID outbreaks for the New Jersey Devils, the Buffalo Sabres, and the uh, Minnesota Wild. Um, all three of those teams are now going to be seeing prolonged periods of time of postponed games. The NHL is now up to 22 postponed games for the season. It's not great, folks. Um, this is the reason from the beginning of this. I was telling people, you know, get ready for the standings to be determined by uh, points percentage because they're not we're not getting to a regular end of season like we normally would. That's just not happening. Uh, I, I, I at this point, there's. It, it almost feels as if the teams who haven't had outbreaks yet, we're just waiting for it to happen. Uh, if you're not aware, something that happened in the NBA, they literally took uh, had to take a couple weeks off just to try and kind of refigure how they were going to do things because they realized there were issues there. And I, it would not shock me to see that as of the NHL here soon uh, to see some changes have to happen. But um, that's where we are. So just have that in the back of your head. If out of nowhere there's a announcement in the next week that oh we've got a you know, the Blue Jackets aren't going to play a game for a week or two while we figure stuff out. That's totally expected at this point. Okay. Jumping into the standings. The Blue Jackets, if you go by points, are fifth. If you go by points percentage, are fifth in the division. Here's the big problem. Every team ahead of them has at least three games in hand. The closest team to them, the Dallas Stars, have four. The Florida Panthers have five. So points-wise, the Blue Jackets are only two points out of first. But they're just not keeping up with the division. They are very quickly falling down with Chicago, Detroit, Nashville as teams who are not are not going to be competitive this year. And that that's a problem. I mean, they're they're four, four, and three. 
Um, it's exactly 11 points in 11 games. And here's the thing. And if this were a regular 82 game season and, and we had the normal kind of, you know, where you're playing other teams and other divisions and all that stuff, I wouldn't be as concerned, but here's the problem. Every game's a division game at this point. They do not have, there are not easy games to try and catch back up. You are playing teams that are all playing better than you almost every night. And if you go to overtime, you cannot make, you're only making up one out of two points. They've got a long road to go. They've dug themselves a hole early in the season. If they had a whole 82 games, there'd be more time to catch up. There would be, uh, you know, a Western, co- a West Coast road trip where if you win all three and they're all three in overtime or even in shootouts, it's fine. The other team got a point, but we don't have that. We just don't have that at this point because we're to the point now where if they play Tampa three straight games and win in overtime in all three, then, you know, they only gain three points total on all that. And it, it's just not a great situation right now for the Blue Jackets. Um, the different models as far as their uh, postseason not to this point are down into the 20s, maybe 30s, and some of the other ones, because things just aren't gelling. Um, last night in Patrick Liney's debut with the team, they just got shelled. They just got beat. I know that in the third period, they looked a little better and started coming back, but I mean, when you're down 5-1 and the game ends 6-3, I mean, there wasn't a lot they were doing right in that game. And before we go any further, I want to address something that's becoming more and more the elephant in the room. And I'm seeing this more on Twitter than I used to. Facebook does it constantly as far as Blue Jackets fans groups. The whole either don't whine about the team or if you never played, you can't say anything. Or if you were on a better coach than Tortorella, you can't say anything. That's all stupid garbage. I'm just going to call it out right now for what it is. It's dumb. We're sports fans. What else are we supposed to? I mean, what what's a sports fan do? Do we just sit and mindlessly go, go team, go? I mean, if you're rooting for your kid's team, that makes total sense. If you go watch your kid play in a game, in a sport, you're not going to sit there and rip the coach, and you're not going to do that. And I'm saying that if your kid's, you know, 12 or whatever. If Obviously, if your kid's a professional athlete, the whole thing's a little different there. But... I mean, there's a difference between when you're a pro sports fan, that's what you do. You talk about the team. You talk about who, what trades do we need to make? I mean, it, it, it's the same garbage thing that, and, and it, this isn't political. It's just using it as an example. When people do the whole bull crap of America, love it or leave it. That's so stupid. Because if you love something, you want it to be better. And this isn't like a a, a situation where it's like you're, I mean, you know, you, you want to make the whole thing better. If you if you like the sports team, you want it to be better. I mean, I'm a Browns fan. When the Browns were 0-16, if somebody's like, oh, they're bad, you don't sit and go, oh, you should support them no matter what. No, you want the team to be good. You want them to win games. That's what sports are. You win games. So we can be critical of people here. That's just, I mean, that if you're listening to a sports podcast and you're like, well, he better not be critical of anybody on my team, well, that's you're going to have a hard time, folks. All right, so this is where we are. First statement of, at this point, fact. Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski are underperforming. And it's a big concern 
because as John Tortorella, the coach that at this point I'm finding out more and more people have a, a, a to death devotion for, are says has said for a long time, they're the engine that makes the team go. And he's not wrong. Something I've said for a long time, as long as uh, Zach Rinsky and Seth Jones are on this team, this team will compete for the playoffs. They won't if they keep playing like this. Um, the, the reason those guys are such an important part of the team, and when we talk about that being an engine for the team, what we're saying is because they can drive offense from the defensive end of the ice and push play up the ice, the forwards don't have to worry as much about things like getting past that first line of four checkers or some, a lot, sometimes even getting into the offensive zone, having to get, you know, get past the blue line. If the defense is doing a lot of that work for them, or if the defense is getting past that first line of four checkers, then when that second line of four checkers come up for them, now the defense can send it up to the forwards, and now the forwards are just left to the defensemen. A lot of times, if you're down to just two defensemen, they drop back to that. They don't stand at the blue line. They'll drop back to the to the uh, goal, and then your forwards can establish entry. Seth Jones and Zach Rinsky are just getting completely shelled. It just kept getting held into their own zone, and that's a problem. Um. And, and part of what I think is making the problem is exacerbating the problem is I'm a guy where if you've listened to the show for any length of time, I've been uh, a big John Tortorella guy. I've liked John Tortorella for the most part. I've liked what he's done. Uh, I was a big defender of him with, with the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Cause there are people and there are people who essentially think he is responsible for that happening. I don't think that's, I think that's a gross oversimplification. If you want to say John Tortorella is one of factors that happened, maybe, maybe that's part of it. Um, but I, I'm not in that same boat as to, to, to totally blame him for anything. But I, uh, when I look at this, um, it feels like he's just kind of flailing during his media availability today. He talked about, you know, these, and this was what he said about Seth Jones and Zach Rinsky. It's interesting. They're good players. They're good guys. They're good people. We need to get out of the way and let them figure it out. And to an extent, maybe, maybe that's true. And then you see the forward lines. He starts rolling out there. And there's just these weird combinations of forwards rolling out there. And it seems like he doesn't really know what to do with Max Domi or Alexander Texier, or or just kind of throwing people out there and throwing stuff against the wall and see what sticks. And it feels like there isn't a plan. And it took me back to something he said. I forget if it was during training camp or when it was, but he said something along the lines of, I don't deal with the X's and O's. I don't deal with the... uh, I don't deal with the uh, uh, you know, I, I leave that to the the assistant coaches. I don't do the X's and O's. I've got other things to deal with, which by that I think he means there's kind of maybe communication things on the team or or other things. But then during today's press conference, he says, if I thought the problem was motivation, if I thought guys weren't going out there and trying, we'd have a much bigger problem and there'd be other things we have to do. And he's like, that's not the problem. They're all trying hard. So this is what confuses me at this point. 
it's obvious the problem the team has is scoring. And Tortorella is telling us that's not a motivation problem. These guys are playing hard and they're working hard. And I don't doubt it. I, 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 I think it, well, the one thing, one thing that I think is nearly impossible to argue. If anybody argues this, I don't. I think they've they're they're not being fair. The one thing John Tortorella is can be unanimously agreed on he has done is he has instilled in this team a sense of work ethic and he's pushed these guys into a certain culture of we're going to work hard we're going to fight we're going to we're going to be the toughest team there is to play against that is something he has done with without any doubt in my mind he's done that but if the problem is we're not scoring goals and we haven't scored goals and our power play isn't good at goals and the problem and, and we know that the guys are playing hard, don't we? Aren't we kind of starting to think, well, this is an X's and O's problem? I mean, I, I'm I'm somebody who sat back before and talked all about how there's issues with um, how we can have issues with with you know you want to make sure you have a good culture and all that, but you also just need to know how to execute. And it seems like somewhere along the way, whether in the planning of this team, whether in the execution, whether in the game plan, somewhere, there is just a lack of knowing how to execute the situation. And I don't understand why, and and maybe this has changed in the last few days and I didn't know, but there's no ability, it seems, for the coaching staff to look at what's happening on the field, say, that's a problem, I need to fix it. Drawing a comparison this year, I'm again. I've said it. I think I've said it already in the show. I'm a big Browns fan. The Browns in the first half of their season were doing pretty well, uh, but their quarterback Baker Mayfield was showing throwing eh, quite a few interceptions. Now some of those were on him. He was making some bad choices, but whenever they'd ask him about the game, the head coach would always say, "Those are on me. I put Baker in a bad situation." Then in the second half of the season, Baker Mayfield throws a lot fewer interceptions. And there were some differences in the play calling. The coach said, I have to figure out how to adapt to make this work better. And I'm not, I I don't think we're seeing any of that out of John Tortorella. I don't think we're seeing any of that out of him. And that's, that's my big problem with John Tortorella is right now. I'm going to try this soda again. Because heaven help me, I need something right now. Oh, that's not good. Oh, it got worse. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, anyway. Oh, anyway. Ah, that's not right. I, and the thing is, we've had this, this same coaching staff has now been together, kind of this whole run for John Tortorella. And we're still experiencing the same problems. I'm, at a minimum, I expect there to be a shakeup in the assistant coaches this offseason. And I I could definitely see Tortorella being gone after this season. Just because if we're, I mean, these same problems of not scoring. And, and let's all be clear here, folks. This is just what happens in hockey. Coaches stop being effective. Um, their message either gets old in the room, or maybe they're just not a good fit anymore. Because when he came in, there was still this big sense of having to get over that hump and try and get that mindset of we're a winning franchise. We're a winning organization. And I think that's in the minds of the players now, but 
Now there's execution problems with the specifics. So now maybe you need somebody who's more ready to handle that problem, who's more ready to tackle that. So that's my rant on John Tortorella. Another rant I got tonight, Patrick Line. Watched him in this one Blue Jackets game. And I have most, I mean, it's pretty much positive, all positive on my view. In that short period of time, between what I saw and what I already know of the player, he feels like the kind of player that could be a star you can build around. Because some the two things that I saw last night, because I'm going to be honest, I don't watch a lot of Winnipeg's Jets, Winnipeg Jets games. As much as I watch a lot of hockey, I just, for some reason, didn't catch a lot of Jets. So the thing I knew about Line was his great shot, which everybody knew. But the passing ability, the puck handling was really impressive, especially like in areas where people were on him. And he would just keep people off him. He'd use his giant body, his big gargantuan human form, and keep people off of him. And so after one night, I feel slightly better about the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Um, because if what you got on the other side of it is, this is an offensive guy that you can build your team around, okay, I can I can live with that. That's good. Um, I mean, to, to be quite clear, I mean, the, you know, the Capitals won a championship with Evgeny Kuznetsov as their number one center, which I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not, but, you know, he's not Crosby or, or he's not, uh, I don't know, Anze Kopitar. I mean, maybe he's closer to Kopitar, but he's not, he's a good center, uh, a really good for top line center, but your superstar was the winger. Uh, I mean, there's examples of your superstar being the winger and you can win championships that way. So uh, I can live with that. So I feel a little bit better about that trade. Um, something I told you guys last uh, Sunday was that I, if you, I would be feeling a lot better if after the Blue Jackets next four games, they'd won three of them. Well, at this point, they've lost the one they played six to three. We've got Dallas on Thursday, tomorrow night. Then I believe we've got who have we got after that, folks. Uh, got Dallas on Thursday. Then we got Sunday against Carolina, Monday against Carolina. I'll be talking to you after the Monday when uh, I'll probably do the next show. It'll probably be actually about be during the Super Bowl. So again, get on get on DraftKings, play the game there, THPN. But um, Let's see what this team does. Um, I mean, it, this is the thing. It, with the with the things about about uh, Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski, I'm withholding judgment yet because we're 10 games in. We're 11 games in. And for guys to underperform for 11 games, that happens. That just happens in hockey. And, and who knows? Maybe we are just in a run of bad luck and the, everybody is underperforming at the exact same time. If everybody reverts to the mean at the same time, all of a sudden the Blue Jacks will look great. If they don't, if we go these whole 50-some games and nobody reverts, that could be problematic. It could be very problematic. Um, so that's where we are for this week, folks. Um, thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for doing whatever you do. Like, comment, subscribe, share, blah 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 all that good stuff. Smash bells like comment buttons 
whatever you do with podcasts in this world we live in, share the apps and tweet it and all that stuff. Anyway, folks, I will see you on Sunday. We will talk beer again. We will have a good time. Hopefully we'll talk about a Blue Jackets win at that point or two wins in a row um, and celebrating the greatness that is Patrick Laine's first two hat tricks as a Blue Jacket. So thank you very much for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything you do for the show here. Um, and go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief. And thank you for listening. <laughs>